Welcome to part one of Health System CIO's interview with Patrick Anderson, CIO at City of Hope. In this segment, Anderson talks about the groundbreaking work the organization is doing with immunotherapy and precision medicine, the infrastructure overhaul his team is undergoing to meet these growing demands, and how they're moving toward the ultimate goal of identifying the right care pathway for each patient. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. City of Hope has been around for over 100 years. Really, I think their claim to fame back in the 60s was they, uh, they were the organization that created the first uh, synthetic insulin for uh, diabetes. And that really put City of Hope on the map. Since then, they've really been pioneers in cancer research and, uh, and cancer care. And it's, it's really been growing. You know, cancer is just becoming so prevalent. So City of Hope has just been growing tremendously in the, in the last few years. Three, four years ago, we just had the one single campus here in the, just east of Los Angeles. Now we have 30 locations, and we are building a new state-of-the-art campus in Orange County, California, which is south of Los Angeles County. Now, although, although we're geographically in Southern California, we're serving patients from all around the world in various ways, leveraging various telemedicine technologies as well as second opinions and so forth. But the real point is that people are lining up to come here because of our advanced therapies and our, uh, our advanced research and also the hundreds of clinical trials that we have all those locations in the last several years is because we could not handle the demand. And in fact, we're, uh, we're rebuilding our entire campus here in Duarte, uh, which is a, a small town east of Los Angeles, and then building a, another hospital and research and large clinics in Orange County as well because the demand is just tremendous. Right. As just recently, as we were just ranked the highest-ranked cancer center in the Western United States by U.S. News and World Report about two weeks ago. Okay. And uh, I mean, there's some and there's some tough competition. Yeah, sure. The West Coast with uh, you know with Stanford and University of California San Francisco and University of California Los Angeles and and even USC. They all have uh, great cancer centers. We were also, you know, one of the founding members of the actual uh, network of cancer centers in the country. So that's uh, because we're, we've just been around for so long. The, the point I'm trying to make is the access. It's, it's really tough because we are above capacity. So we're building a, a hotel. We're building a new patient tower. We're building a new uh, um, a medical office building a new clinic, all on this campus, um, parking structures. Our campus plan is just on fire. And then, of course, the, the campus in Orange County. So as you can tell, we are, 
really making a huge investment in our capacity to meet this demand. That, right. I think that's what is so exciting. Um, yeah, certainly. Building the hotel, and is that at the site where you're currently located? Yes. We have uh-huh. what is called a, a Hope Village now, and it's yeah. a lot of these one-story bungalows, and that's where patients and families stay Sometimes with some of the invasive cancer therapy and people come from so far away. And we also have hotel space that we sort of operate and even apartments in the nearby communities to help with patients and their families. But we're, we're going to build up an actual hotel because the Hope Village is just these small one-bedroom apartments that are on our campus that allow the patients and their families to be here just so that they can be part of the care and be part of that support system. Our campus, we have lots of large gardens and so forth because part of our compassionate care is to save people and, and then allow them to heal and then return to their life. And basically, they need the support system of their family, and they need to be able to go outside and enjoy the sunshine, because some of these lengths of stay are very long. Like, for example, a bone marrow transplant, they could be here for a couple months. And uh, some of these procedures are just very, very lengthy. So having the support system and uh, the family and having all of the therapies and all of the best practices for for saving people and then restoring their lives is very important. Right. Yeah. You talked about getting these, this high ranking, which I'm sure was very exciting for everyone. And what do you think has set the organization apart in terms of competitive market? You know, I think it's uh, several things. Number one, it's, I think it's our science and mm-hmm. it's our compassionate care. Our research organization is very large. We're running over 500 clinical trials. Our scientists and our physicians and our manufacturing facilities are all right here in in Duarte on this campus. And, And what I mean about the manufacturing facilities is that we work very hard with um, immunotherapy, but basically what we do is we harvest immune cells out of patients, and we actually take them to our factory, and we program the actual cells from these patients to attack the specific proteins in cancer cells. And then we take those cells that we've reprogrammed, and we infuse them back into the patient, and the patient's immune system actually attacks the cancer. And it's called immunotherapy, and you have to have these very specific manufacturing facilities to to manufacture these cells. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's that's really interesting, and it's it's something that's physically close by. Right, right. So it's all there. We control it all, and uh, and this immunotherapy. It's also called CAR T cell therapy. Okay. This is really how we attack several cancers, such as lymphoma and leukemia and brain tumors. And um, it's just absolutely amazing science. The science has been around for a couple decades, but to perfect it has really taken a lot of science, a lot of research, the manufacturing facilities, a lot of the clinical trials. It requires that whole body of science and care and research to deliver a really effective immunotherapy program. And that's, that's really what we're proud of here at City of Hope. It's just absolutely amazing. And so our, our research is really the, 
I guess you could call it the foundation for our, our success. Right. Yeah, that is a really exciting development and something that uh, probably we'll start to see more of um, as more experiences gain with it and, and researchers learn about it. But something like that, I imagine, is so exciting to be part of an organization that's really a trailblazer. Right, right. It's real exciting. But, you know, it, it causes us a lot of challenges because we have yeah. such a high demand that what we have to do is we have to, we have to be able to, to meet that demand. And what that means mm-hmm. is, is that we have to upgrade everything. So, yeah. so we upgraded to Epic last year or uh, migrated to Epic about a year and a half ago. And then literally we've had to upgrade all of our infrastructure. We've had to upgrade all of our application systems because we're growing. We're growing okay. so rapidly with all of these off-site clinics and then Orange County coming and then the rebuilding of our entire campus. So from an IT perspective, I have to work on the science side and the um, precision medicine side, and we can talk about that in a minute. But. Yeah. But I also have to build enough capacity for the infrastructure and for the applications to meet this overwhelming demand for our services. And that's, uh, that's quite, uh, quite interesting as we've had to figure out how to, uh, how to prioritize and literally upgrade our entire portfolio of systems. Pretty exciting. Right. Yeah. And you've been there for about a year, correct? Yes. Okay. What was the um, the mindset going in? Like, where, where were things from that standpoint of the infrastructure? Well, and Well, know. we obviously, uh, as we're rebuilding the campus and as we're growing all of our off-site locations to meet the demand, it really required a complete infrastructure upgrade. We've had to start off with a uh, data network modernization, and that means going into 100 buildings and upgrading the data network so that we could support wireless and support all of the uh, applications that depend on wireless. Mm -hmm. And obviously we had to connect all the buildings together. So we had to do a data network modernization. Then we're migrating all voice data and video to unified communication to bring Mm -hmm. all of those capabilities together. And then on the application side, because of the growth, we're having to literally uh, upgrade ERP. We've had to really go in and optimize our EMR. So we've, uh, we have five SWAT teams literally going in and optimizing clinical workflow. And then we're doing a, a complete rebuild and re-optimization of revenue cycle so that we can optimize Everything from registration and scheduling all the way through to charge capture and billing and everything in between. So, so literally, uh, we're, we're upgrading all of our infrastructure. We're upgrading all of our application portfolio as we work to create more capacity within the organization. Because the organization is growing. We're hiring we're expanding our research. We're expanding our care into many locations. We're opening up new clinics constantly. So we need to be able to have highly available systems with a excellent capacity, and that's really what, what I've been driving since I've been here one year. Yeah. But that sounds like what's been going on for 10 years, honestly, well, <laughs> with all the things you said. 
But it's interesting. When I got here, there was really no strategy to do any of that. Mm -hmm. And and I really had to uh, bring IT strategy forward to leadership, and they accepted it. And they provided me the funding to literally upgrade everything to meet this demand. And uh, I, I have to tell you, it's been very, very exciting. Yeah, so this is really change in philosophy for the organization to to bring you in and then, you know, once you've done this assessment to say, okay, we're going to give this amount of funds and, um, you know, right. really try to take things to the next level. That's a big shift. And it is, but you know what's interesting is, is simultaneously the organization also has a considerable list of strategies. This is a very dynamic organization. We're uh, continuing to drive science and precision medicine to all new heights. We have a a very sophisticated uh, genetics lab in Phoenix called TGen or uh, Translational Genetics Lab. And uh, what our strategy is, is to do the full human DNA genome for every one of our patients so that we can actually do precision medicine against every patient and make sure they have the absolute best outcome. So what we've done is we've put a small leadership team together to drive this forward, and it's twofold. We want to be able to do early detection and prevention of cancer, but we also want to leverage all of the research out there where if you have a cancer patient, and you do the DNA sequencing or the full DNA genome of a patient, you can go in and and determine if that patient is uh, susceptible to different types of cancer. And with Mm -hmm. that, you you know exactly what type of cancer it is. And through the, the research and the databases, you can provide the absolute precision pathway and care for that patient. And we really want to build this decision support capability with genomics to drive this precision care for each and every one of our patients. And that's what we are also building at the same time, leveraging our our lab in Phoenix and leveraging our science and research here in California to drive this new precision medicine capability for City of Hope. It's really, really fascinating, and it's the ultimate goal to be able to use that sequencing to determine, like you said, if there's susceptibility to certain cancers. And um, you're talking about so much data, which I don't have to tell you, so I'm sure that's a priority as far as being able to manage it. Right. Needing that expertise working with the data is, is a real challenge. You know, the full genome is like five terabytes of data for a patient, which is, wow. which is just massive. So you really need to be able to develop expertise in working with that data and combining it with decision support tools so that we can develop the precision medicine program of the future. And that's really what we're working on here as we continue to do all of our research and taking care of the increasing demand of patients. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.